Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. And if you joined us on Tuesday, we were talking about the 2024 uh, Dynasty Rookie Prospects because, you know, I've, I've been trying to work some trades in a lot of my leagues and a lot of people aren't really sure how to value those future first. So I'm here to help you guys understand some of the names and some of the depth that we can expect with this upcoming draft class. Now, obviously, there are a lot of guys that are going to rise and fall over this 2023 you know, college NFL or college football season, but these are some guys that I think are going to be locked and loaded as first-round players for the NFL draft or for your rookie drafts. You know, some of the running backs, I don't think all those guys are going to be number you know, first round picks for the NFL, but I think they're going to be high day two picks that are going to lock them in for your rookie draft. So if you haven't checked it out again, go check it out on Tuesday, wherever you're listening to the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, let my wife know she's doing the thumbnails for these videos now and any feedback you guys can give her down below. You know, if you like what she's doing or if you want to see a different type of style, just let me know and I'd be happy to pass that feedback on to her. But man, these things look great, way better than what I was doing uh, for sure. Uh, but it, it hurts my ego a little bit. But, uh, you know, you got to I got to give her props where they're due. So um, let her know down below. And if you are listening to the podcast on audio only, go check out the YouTube Dying After Dark YouTube channel. We're pumping out videos nonstop. Everything you get on Spotify is on YouTube as well. Sometimes we have graphics to go along with it and you can see me and Dale talk it out. But uh, yeah, the I'm going to be having my wife update. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see the, the format of everything and with how good she made those thumbnails, she's going to be modifying the actual podcast and the, the viewports or however you want to call it on um, on the podcast and making them look a lot better so that I don't look like a bozo out here talking to you guys. So, um, big shout out to my wife. She's very talented at that. I, I, I don't get it. I'm not, I'm a math guy. I do not understand this whole art crap, but that said, we're going to jump into some 2024 wide receivers and tight ends today. Now, again, on Tuesday, we talked about the quarterbacks and the running backs, and I think there are about eight players total between the quarterbacks, five quarterbacks and three running backs that are going to make a very strong push for first round consideration for your rookie drafts. And I think these guys are all pretty locked and loaded too. Um, maybe you could see four quarterbacks, but it's a very, very good quarterback class. And the, the running backs that I talked about, I think are going to be steals for dynasty. Um, now, I will say I got to uh, correct myself. I did talk about Michael Penix Jr. I didn't know the logo, his team. Uh, it was a W. It was purple. I didn't really put it to put two and two together. But he's actually actually from Washington, not Wisconsin, like I called him. Um, again, I'm not a college guy, so <laughs> give me a little bit of uh, of grace if you don't mind. But yeah, I, I got that wrong, so I just wanted to correct that. Michael Penix Jr. is with Washington, 
not with Wisconsin. So um, again, a good player. I think he's he's definitely on the rise. I've watched a little bit of his tape. Um, you know, some of his highlights. I don't really watch too many of the the Washington games, but um, yeah, I think that he's someone definitely worth watching. And there's actually a wide receiver we're going to talk about here in a little bit from the same school that he's making look a very not he's making him look very good on the field. So um, a couple you'll notice a couple of the wide receivers we talk about today pair nicely with the quarterbacks that we talked about last time. All right, so obviously wide receivers we're going to start we're going to start there first, and it's crazy. I, I talked about this with the running backs. Ohio State, man, they've just been a talent magnet. And it's crazy because for many years, most of my football, you know, adult football life where I've actually paid a lot of attention to football, you know, you always watch it as a kid, but you're not as in depth with all the players and everything. But for many years, Alabama was the number one dog in terms of just talent. You know, they always had guys that were coming out. They were the best of the best for years. They were the the cream of the crop in terms of recruiting. Well, it seems like Ohio State has taken the cake in that department for a couple years now because there's not even an Alabama player in the top 10 worth mentioning, in my opinion here, at wide receiver. And that's crazy. I mean, Jameer Gibbs came out as the number two back this year, but, man, it's just, they Ohio State is constantly putting out amazing players um amazing wide receivers year in and year out they are wide receiver you right now it is crazy how every single year they're able to pump out these guys and number one and number two on this board are marvin harrison jr yes the son of the hall of famer marvin harrison and this dude is by and far away the number one prospect at wide receiver this year. It's not even close between him and the next couple of guys. Like I like the next guys and it's not even a competition. These guys, Marvin Harrison Jr. is just so freaking good. It is wild. Now, six foot four, two oh five, projected to run a four six forty already, but oh he's he's not that fast. He's not that fast. Who cares? He's gonna be amazing. He's not he's a possession wide receiver. He's not gonna be your deep threat guy. Um, but my goodness, this guy is going to be the number one off the board. It's going to be really interesting to see where he ultimately falls because, again, if you go back to the running back rankings and the quarterback rankings, Caleb Williams is locked and loaded the number one overall pick. Drake May, I could see being the number two. Um, I think that Braylon Allen at, at running back is going to make a very strong push to be the number one guy, but then you also have the teammate here of Marvin Harrison Jr., Trayvon Henderson, and Raheem Sanders is another guy to watch out there. So is Marvin Harrison Jr. going to be a top four pick? He should be, but there's a real chance that he's not going to be. And whoever he's a Jamar Chase style prospect. And, you know, there was a league I was going back through a couple of leagues recently and Jamar Chase fell to the 106 and 107 in quite a few draft classes that year just because of the other players that were going ahead of him with the quarterbacks and, you know, Kyle Pitts hype and um, Najee Harris. There was a lot of guys that came out that year and routinely uh, Jamar Chase was falling to the 6-7 pick. And if you can get Marvin Harrison Jr. there, oh my gosh, you are going to be gifted one of the best 
top 10 prospects in a long time. Um, Number two guy, and I'm not going to go on with Marvin Harrison Jr. too long here. Dude is just going to be an elite player in the NFL. His dad was elite, and you know not every player is able to replicate what their parent did in the NFL, but my goodness, this guy is going to make a strong case for it. All right, number two guy is going to be Amika Igbuka. Um, I'm not sure how you say his name's the best. I'll try and get better about that. I have about a year to learn. But he's also from Ohio State. This guy is a slot guy, um, almost exclusively. I think he's just not really an outside type of receiver. Six foot one, runs a 4'3", projected 40, which he's a quick guy. Ohio State's had a lot of fast guys over the last couple of years, but he's 205. So, you know, he's a solidly built wide receiver. He's not small by any means. He's quick. He's definitely very, very quick. But to me, he plays a little bit more like a slot wide receiver than an outside guy. I could be wrong, and we'll see how they use him this year. You know, they no longer have JSN. They didn't really have JSN fully last year, but I think there was a lot of injuries as well. Um I want to see how they utilize him this upcoming season. They've talked about putting Marvin Harrison Jr. in the slot exclusively because for whatever reason, NFL or college teams cannot defend the slot position. So Amika is going to be on the outside. Now we'll see if he's able to be as productive as the locked and loaded number two for this offense this upcoming season. So um, I think it's very fair to say he's the number two for now. We'll see how the actual NFL draft goes, but that's where it's going to be interesting there. All right, number three is going to be Xavier Worthy, and he's a wide receiver with Texas. Big guy, six foot one, skinny guy, one sixty three. Um, he's projected to run a four three forty. Uh, he's more of a deep threat. Um, he's not the. He, he's not really the the. Uh, he's not a slot wide receiver. We'll put it that way. He's kind of someone you want to get him in space, and he can make a lot of of moves and do a lot of damage that way. But this is where it's interesting, right? So number four and number five for me. So three, four, five here. Xavier Worthy from Texas. Uh, number four is going to be Rome Odunze uh, from uh, from Wisconsin, or not Wisconsin, uh, just Washington. <laughs> He's Michael Penix's number one guy. And then number five is going to be Troy Franklin out of Oregon. And if you go back to the quarterback rankings, at number three, we had Michael Penix Jr. from Wisconsin or goodness I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get this right eventually from Washington um, we had Quinnen Ewers at number four from Texas and we had Bo Nix from Oregon at number five well these are their number one wide receivers so these guys are you know it's kind of a cohesive relationship there Rome Odunze um, he's six foot three 201 so he's a little bit of a larger bodied wide receiver He's very good at uh, the deep ball. Uh, He's good at tracking. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be the best fantasy option, though. We'll see how the NFL draft values him, and we'll see what he can do. Again, Michael Penix is set up to produce very well this upcoming season, but it's not a complete lock there. And again, Troy Franklin, he's a smaller guy. He's kind of like a Josh Downs type of player. Six foot three, though. He's very tall, but only 180, and that's kind of concerning you want to get a little bit more weight on him there um he's got he's again a very good deep deep ball type of wide receiver there's a lot of speed in this upcoming draft class which is great to see 
This last draft class, there was not a lot of size. These guys are all big. I mean, you go through the top five here, six foot four, six foot one, six foot one, six foot three, six foot three, six foot seven uh, for Johnny Wilson. <laughs> um, there's a, he's a big dude, but you know, this, uh, this last draft class, Josh Downs and Zay Flowers and a lot of these guys, five foot eight, five foot nine, five foot 10, they were small. They were quick, but they're small. These guys have size on them. They just don't really have the weight component as well. So we'll see if they're able to fill out a little bit more. And again, these guys are kids for the most part. Going into their junior years, a lot of them, there's a very real possibility that they can bulk up and put on a lot of muscle as well. They could easily, you know, Rome Odunze, he's 201 right now. He could walk into the combine at 216, 217, and no one would even question it whatsoever. Troy Franklin, he's 180. He could walk into the combine at 195 pretty easily with that frame. And again, then nobody's questioning that size whatsoever. So I'm not taking too much stock in the weight just yet. More of the height is what I'm kind of looking at there and the production as well. Another guy that I wanted to talk about too quickly was Malik Neighbors. I think this guy's going to be a stud out of LSU. You know, everyone was kind of really excited about Keishon Boutte until he didn't produce this last year and then he had all the off the field stuff and, you know, he didn't have the best combine and draft capital and all that stuff combined. Well, Malik Neighbors is someone that was also on LSU and this guy is good. I, I think I'm going to be early on this guy to have him as one of my best wide receivers. I like what I've seen out of this kid. Um, and I saw him a little bit watching Keishon Boutte tape, but dude, I think this guy is going to be a stud. So um, just another name to watch there. And there's a lot of guys that are, are on this list as well, but I will say the number one thing that I'm seeing so far with all of the guys on this list, they're all above six foot. They're all six foot plus, six foot one, six foot two, six foot three, up to six foot seven for Johnny Wills. So, you know, he's a massive man, 235 pounds. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, 235 and he's projected around a 4440. That, that dude can fly. He's a uh, Mapletron 2.0 here. But yeah. I think that this upcoming draft class is going to be interesting. I don't know if there's as many. There's not going to be a ton of studs outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. I think the next tier of guys are going to be, people are going to be a little bit more down on this wide receiver class, but I could definitely see the NFL liking these guys a lot more um, after this upcoming draft class or up this upcoming college season. So again, Malik Neighbors is a name to get on your list early. And I'm going to be on him like white on rice here this upcoming uh, this upcoming season. Just see what I can see from him because he's someone, again, who is very interesting to me. All right, now switching over to the tight end position, and this is where it's a little interesting. You know, it's hard to say this early in, in time, but the obvious number one guy here is going to be Brock Bowers out of Georgia. 230 pounds, six foot four, and this guy has been the number one tight end prospect for about three years now. Dude's a stud, and um, I'm excited to see how high the NFL is going to take him after the Kyle Pitts experiment. Everyone that's down on Kyle Pitts forgets that he did have over a thousand yards in his rookie season, but Matt Ryan just cannot throw a touchdown in the red zone. That's just always been his his fatal flaw. Like, look at Julio Jones. 
Matt Ryan was, he's one of the best wide receivers of all time, Julio Jones. Matt Ryan was not able to hit him in the red zone to save his life. It was ridiculous. So everyone's saying, oh, Kyle Pitts only had uh, one touchdown his rookie year. Yeah, but he had over 1,000 yards. Who cares? He's very productive. He was on track for that last year, too, before the injury. Brock Bowers is going to be a stud. And this upcoming season, he's going to be a little bit more on his own in that in that offense without Darnell Washington. Um, so we'll see what he can do, but I like the the ability here quite a bit. All right, now number two, um, Tavion Sanders out of Texas. Man, these teams, there's a lot of, of recurring names here is, is one thing um, that I'm seeing quite a bit. Uh, Jahe, or, uh, so, sorry, Jatavion Sanders, Six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds. He can. He's more of a possession type of tight end. He's someone that gets the ball, and he's not the best at. Uh, he's not the most explosive athlete, but you get the ball in his hands, and you know you're probably gonna get a first down. He's he's more of a bulldozer than anything else. Um, so just a name to watch, and again tied to Quinn and Ewers. So if you're watching Quinn and Ewers and you're watching Texas or even Archie Manning this upcoming season, whoever ends up getting the starter there, you're going to see a lot of Jatavion Sanders, I believe, on the field there. Number three is going to be Jaheim Bell out of uh, Florida State. Their logo always, always throws me off. I don't know why. Uh, but Florida State, six foot three, two thirty two. This guy's a, he's got good vision. He's more of a, um, He's more of an explosive weapon. You get him the ball in space, and he's very good. He's not the best blocker, but he's solid enough. You know, he's good on on run blocking. Not the best as a pass blocker, but somebody worth watching. Again, I don't really know if any of these guys are going to be first round picks outside of Brock Bowers, but just a couple names to keep in mind as we're moving along here. Um, a couple other guys here, and we're not going to go through this whole list of guys, but. Um, the number four guy, Cade Stover out of, he's a little bit more of a, I guess he's transitioned, so we're going to take him off the list. He's, he's transitioned to linebacker and edge. Um, you Ohio State fans can fact check me on that, so we'll, we'll skip over him. Maybe he transitioned from edge to tight end, which is a little bit more interesting. Um, Michael Trigg out of Ole Miss, six foot three, two forty. This guy is a contested catch monster. He does not care if you, <laughs> he does not care if there's a defender on him. He will bust through. From what I've actually seen, I watched a couple of his highlights before this this podcast, and this dude just does not care. You you are in range of him. Um, think of prime Leonard Fournette, you know, his rookie year with Jacksonville where he was inviting hits on him back when he still had the athleticism to kind of do that <laughs> at the NFL level. Um, that's what Michael Trigg looks like with Ole Miss here. And he just does not care whatsoever. Um, the last guy I want to talk about here is Eric all tight end from Iowa. Iowa has been the tight end university for a while now. You know, look at Sam Laporta. This guy is six foot five, two hundred and fifty-five pounds, projected to run a four eight forty, so the dude can move. He's very, very reliable. He's got, you know, he's more of a Michael Mayer type of prospect, even a Sam Laporta. You know, he's just he's not a a game breaker. He's not the the fastest type of guy. He's not someone you, you want to get the ball on the outside and he's gonna just 
beat everybody down with his his speed, but he's a very reliable over the middle type of guy. Good pass block or good blocker in general because it's Iowa. They know how to teach these tight ends to prepare them for the NFL. And whatever Iowa has been doing the last couple of years, it's working. These guys are the tight ends you want to invest in for fantasy football because they just know how to to prep these guys for the actual NFL. So um, Eric All is the last guy I want to talk about here. Again, there's going to be more guys that come and go over time, but if there's anybody that I've missed, again, let me know down in the comments. Shoot me a comment on Twitter. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. Find my co-host Dale on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dale. He will be back next week. Um, just wanted to get these names out there. Again, just trying to help you guys value the 2024 draft picks. And quickly, just recapping. So five quarterbacks I could see as first round dynasty picks. You know, you got three running backs. I think ultimately you're going to have one tight end in Brock Bowers. He's Kyle Pitts, man. He, he's going to be the it's the Kyle Pitts syndrome all over again. How high are you willing to take this guy who is going to be a monster for the NFL. This guy is legitimately one of the best tight end prospects that's come out in a long time. And, um, you know, I do believe that. So that puts us up to nine. How many, how many wide receivers do you think go in the first round? You know, at least one with Marvin Harrison Jr. I think Amika Ibuka, he could definitely make a case for it. Xavier Worthy, um, Troy Franklin, again, Malik Neighbors, the sleeper of these guys, uh, Rome Odunze. So there's four or five, six guys right there that I think have the potential to be first round NFL draft picks and then also your rookie picks. So I think the 2024 draft class has a lot of potential value and a lot of depth. And again, if you're in rebuild, make sure you're investing in those picks and go get them as quickly and as many and as highly as you possibly can, because I think there's going to be a lot of talent and there's a lot of premier talent at the top half of the draft. I think you're talking about eight players guaranteed that are going to be extreme um, contributors for fantasy football for a long time. And then another group of five, six, seven guys that are potentially those elite guys as well. So very good draft class in 2024. Here's our here's those players that I think you should keep an eye on going into the 2023 college season. Um, as I go into the college season, I'm going to work on getting Washington and Wisconsin correct. But yeah, again, let me know if there's anybody that I miss down below in the comments. Helps with the algorithm. Tell the podcast to one of your friends. You know, share the knowledge, man. I, I know it's it's great to keep this to yourself. Oh, now you know how to value all those 2024 first round picks, but Help me out, man. Help me because I'm helping you, please. Just tell the podcast to one of your friends. So um, thank you guys again for joining us. Hit us up on Twitter. And until next time, have a good night.